me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world. What's going on, everybody? I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Like always, I'm your very, 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 very honored and blessed host, Keith. Here to do what I do, put these inspirational stories out. And man, we have a good one on this episode. And also, this is like the two-year anniversary of the podcast. I can't believe it. I made it two years, you guys. A lot of you guys know my story, know what I've been through. And man, two years, man, that's a big milestone for me, man. I I'm, I really, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm super honored and just blessed to be able to, you know, share my voice and share my platform with everybody. But man, I don't know, y'all. Thank you all for anybody that's out there that supports me and support the podcast. I appreciate it. Two years strong. Episode number 114, I believe. We're going to keep going strong. And like I said, I got a good one for you right now. As I explained last uh, episode, I wanted to highlight man and anxiety, uh, man and mental health in general. Um, I have another podcast called the Anxious, Male Persp- uh, the, Anxious, the Anxious Male Perspective Podcast, where I had gentlemen send me in recordings. And, you know, we talk about why a lot of guys don't talk about their feelings or their mental health. Um, that platform is pretty good. It's going strong, but this is uh, anxiety about anxiety is a bigger platform. I have more listeners and more followers, and I really felt like some of these gentlemen or gentlemen's um, point of views and uh, opinions and uh, tips and you know conversation needed to be heard to a bigger audience. So I wanted to bring it over to the anxiety about anxiety platform. So. We got a good one uh, from uh, three gentlemen that I really, really respect. Um, I love their grind. I love their message. Uh, I love what they're doing in the media game. Uh, Shifted Vision Media. Let me make sure I said that right. Yeah, Shift, Shifted Vision, uh, Vision Media. I love what these three guys are doing. And um, a while back, man, they sent me uh, sent me a recording, you know, talking about man and uh, anxiety. And, you know, they talk about how they deal with anxiety how they view anxiety, how a lot of black men uh, deal with anxiety. It was a dope, dope, dope conversation. And I wanted to start it off with them on this platform because I really think that their voice needed to be heard to a bigger audience, like I said before. So I'm going to be doing that throughout the weeks. You're going to hear a lot of um, recordings from gentlemen. They might say the Anxious Male Perspective podcast. That's me also, you guys. So (laughs) just a, a fair warning. So, yeah, let's let's jump into this episode. And once again, thanks to everybody that supports me and supports the podcast. I really appreciate it. So the title of this episode is Solutions Over Stigma. Solutions Over Stigma, you guys. Read that. Believe that. Because I love that title. Solutions Over Stigma. So let's jump into this episode with Shifted, uh, Shifted Vision Media. I keep saying it wrong, man. It's early. It's early in the morning. I'm recording this. My whole conversation is off you guys, but it's all good. Show must go on. Two year anniversary. Many more years to come. Let's jump into this, everybody. Peace. Welcome to Shit Division Media. My name is Mike Lake. I go by I am Mike Lake. We're here today to do an episode on behalf of my guy, Keith Snyder, uh, for his show, Anxiety About Anxiety. 
Thank you for having us. I don't know if you're using this beginning audio, but I did want to give you that shout out. I'm here sharing this episode with my two homies. I'll start with you. Hey, yo, I'm uh, CP34, also from Shit Division Media, a.k.a. Claude, Claude Pearson. <laughs> hey, man, it's your homeboy Guru here, Guru Speaks Podcast, Government, Carrie, what's cracking? Appreciate y'all gentlemen for joining me. Uh, when, Keith, when Keith reached out, said he wanted us to speak today on the topic of men and anxiety. Okay, we are men. We are. We are. Check, <laughs> check. <laughs> and we do have. We do know something about anxiety. So check on that too. So I think. I think he got the right people. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and he. He definitely. He's doing a bunch of. Uh, I guess a series in this, and people will be doing solos. I told him I want to do a group with the homies and. Okay. Um. Yeah, I brought y'all two today, so thank, thank y'all for being here with me. I'm honored. Let's let's get into it first. Uh, let me tell y'all kind of what the scope of of what we're gonna talk on, and if it goes anywhere else, we'll take it wherever it goes, and uh, we'll we'll try to keep it short and get to the point. Uh, first, let's think about anxiety. What I tell y'all, we're gonna talk about it as it relates to our personal lives, but also we're gonna talk about men as a whole. Uh, we could even keep it. We can make it specific to black men too, if y'all wanna mm. wanna take it there. Uh, but let's we just start. Enough, do we have enough time to make it specific <laughs> to black men? <laughs> yeah, like that's a that's a, a ser- um, doctor. That's, that's an anthology. <laughs> so we uh, let's let's start here. I'll let y'all two speak first. What where and neither one of y'all can start. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk to me about what you your your connection, I guess, or interaction with anxiety. Uh, Go ahead, Guru. Um, well, for me, my I don't have anxiety per se. But I just, I guess for for myself, I just have, uh, I'm, I guess anxiety is another word for worry or fear or whatever. So um, I have anxiety about my health. That gives okay. me, that gives me uh, a lot of uh, uh, concern. So that's why I try to make sure I, um, I'm disciplined with my health. You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke. You know, I, I live righteous, um, you know, so I do all those things, um, man of God and all that. Um, my relationship with anxiety is, I feel like it could be uh, something very tricky um, if you don't get a, a, a control over it. I've seen what it's done to people around me. Um, some people have it worse than others. I can honestly say for me, um, it just... The only that's the only thing that comes to my mind when it comes to anxiety, just my personal health and um, where I'm gonna be in few years and things like that. Um, it, my heart breaks for those that you know lets anxiety consume them where they can't live their lives. So you know what I'm saying. So that kind of uh, I'm I'm blessed to say that doesn't I don't I'm not suffering like that. I just feel like that's why I go kind of. Um, OD on my health and making sure, you know, I'm disciplined in that area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. What about you? Uh, And I'm a little bit. So, all right. So I live with somebody with anxiety and I, and I, and I've kind of developed it over. I I had a, I had me personally, I grew up, you know, typical story, impoverished, you know, uh, single mother. My mother met someone who had a, a problem with drug addiction. Over time, I've developed a, a little bit of anxiety as it relates to chaos, um, things that I can't control. I, I do like to plan things out, and if plans don't go to according to how I think they should be, it is something that is very triggering for me. 
Um, as far as a man, uh, I, I don't really have any anxieties as far as so. So I do have those things where I do come to points where I think about the future and things that could happen. My kids, um, my personal health. Uh, you know, I, I am one of those people who don't I don't really care a whole lot about the, the how people think of me. But I do have those moments where I was like, dang, three years ago, I said something. And like, dang, I wish I had said that. That probably would have been better. Um, you know, I think that's a tip. That's the, I wouldn't necessarily uh, subscribe that to anxiety as an as as a, as a man, but for me personally, I definitely do have issues when it comes to uh, planning out things and and being able to capture and organize um, my surrounding. I also have two I have two dogs and a, and a, and a four year old and a fifteen year old. They're very messy, <laughs> uh, and so it's kind of one of those things. That when I lived alone, everything and my, we've been friends for years. You you remember my my apartment, my house, mm-hmm. my, my bedroom was very meticulous and very straight. I mean, I don't have ODD. Uh, OCD. OCD, excuse me, ODD. Uh, odd. Uh, I don't have OCD, uh, but I do. I'd like things to be in place. I like to be able to find them. And if I can't find something that I know is there, that's something that uh, it's, it's crazy. But that's, that's just growing up as a child, I didn't have that. There were things that were missing uh, that I knew that I had, and, and it, had, it was related to, to, to my, one of my parents' drug use. So it's kind of one of those things that I've developed over time. Now, unlike a lot of people, I, I, don't, I don't go to therapy. I don't have a therapist. Um, I do find a lot of solace in, uh, um, in kind of relating and having those conversations with my mother, who also went through that that particular uh, uh, situation with me. So that's that's my anxiety as a whole. Okay, and, and for me, and thank you both. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I personally would say, let me say this: I don't deal with anxiety within myself uh, directly, but you know your normal anxieties. I am a parent. I have a sixteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's 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 you know he hangs out he's outside. Uh, what that parental anxiety you know is just like a normal thing. Um, but also I live with someone. My 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 girlfriend has anxiety too, or she's uh, struggles with anxiety issues, which she is in therapy for. And as a man, as a parent, that's something that I just you know that's something that I have to deal with on the regular. And the last thing I'll add to this is is recently. Like anxiety is one of those things you find out about it when it happens or when it gets brought to your attention by well, somebody. There's, there's levels of it, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. But the last one I was going to throw in there was my son just kind of going through teen things and dealing with some heavy emotional blows, uh, getting him into wellness groups and about to take him to see a therapist and different things like that. So uh, that is, I guess, our introduction to how we deal with it. And I guess we could just kind of open up the floor and uh, – we briefly touched on some coping mechanisms. Therapy is one of them. I know you just recently started if you wanted to share. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been going to therapy. This will probably be my third time in my life that I've um, gone to seek help. Um, this time around it was about, um, not necessarily anxiety, but um, it was my, my temperament of, for, for I suffered a lot of childhood trauma that I was tired of about tired excuse me of battling um you know as long as i can remember and i was tired of carrying those burdens around because i know it wasn't affecting anybody else but internally and so i i i noticed that um you know i was always i was more angry than usual um very moody than usual and uh i would just start to really just um suffer when i say suffer it was like um a slight depressed 
Like I, I, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like smiling. Um, and for those around me, I kind of like kind of kept that inside. But uh, I was I was um, I was hurting on the inside, man. And um, how, how is therapy helping that? Uh, I feel great. I feel liberated. Shout out to my um, my doctor, Doctor Giles Walker. He really helped me put a lot of things in perspective, as well as you, Mike, uh, as my mentor. Right. Um, Appreciate it. The shout out. Um, you know, or my mentor when I feel like it, but <laughs> when I, when I ain't upset, but no, but, um, yeah. So he, you know, going to therapy really kind of like Dr. Giles really validated some things for me that I was already practicing. That was efficient and he enlightened me. And so, um, he kind of gave me like a uh, little tips, like the four agreements, you know, don't take anything personally. Um, don't assume anything give your best and i keep forgetting what the fourth agreement was but y'all it's, get, it's in progress you'll you'll bring it back for us right <laughs> but um so different things like to help help me and once i started going to him like my life started to get better all around because i was just like man i'm gonna focus on this be a better person personally no i become a better business partner i become a better employee i become a better person um personally and and for those around better family member better friend so you know therapy's done me great service and i really really um wish brothers would go black men um because you you're really robbing yourself of tapping into your full maximum potential and i don't care how much money you have how, how successful you are we all have issues internally and you should go see a therapist I'm the coolest dude in the world, I feel like, and I and, and I wear me going to therapy like a badge of honor, and uh, I'm going to continue to keep going when I feel like I'm at a place where I want to be, because I feel like therapy keeps your blade sharp, and um, that's all I got for that. Okay, yeah, that's dope. What about you, Clark? And I just, and, and I, and I want to, I'll come to myself, I want to ask him, though, because one of the things that I found as far as therapy and, and finding a therapist is... You said don't have money. You do have money. You should go. I agree. Everybody should go. I even probably should go myself because, like I said, I suffered a lot of childhood trauma. But one thing I'm finding is that therapy is not cheap, and it's not always available to everyone. And that and that's the most crazy thing that I and not to use crazy as a negative word, but the but the most astonishing thing is is that therapy is not covered. A lot of therapy is not covered. Especially those that are not necessarily, if you are in a uh, situation, elective therapy, therapy, should I say, elective therapy, mm -hmm. therapy where you've discovered that you have something that you, that you need to be, that you need to get out of you, you know, and you need mm -hmm. somebody to help you work through. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not it's not a situation where it's, it's not free. Most insurance doesn't cover it. And it is a little expensive. I mean, I think the average therapy session is what, $100, $100 an hour. You know, which is, which is which is not which is not to, to you or I is fine, but there's a lot of people who are having traumas and mental health issues that can't afford that. Like, what do you think about that? Well, CP, um, I I have to respectfully disagree because uh, um, there's multiple um, talking outlets for people. Okay. You, you don't have to necessarily go to a professional, but there's talk space. They give all kind of coupons, and I heard a talk space listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Brilliant Idiots. I don't want to plug another. But um, they were promoted in on there, and then also um, my therapy session is only thirty dollars mm. a, a session, and I'm covered through Cigna from from work. So I mean, that, that was cost point was that not everybody has yeah. coverage insurance, and 
not every insurance is going to be that cheap. But even if that that's with that's just the copay, like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I you can get cheap cheaper insurance. Oh, excuse me. You can get um go to therapy for cheap any anywhere. You can find a mentor, you can find somebody that you feel comfortable with letting them in into your life that can possibly help you. I hope I answered the question. Yeah, these are all great points. And if therapy is the coping mechanism you want to pursue, let's be clear that if you have a job, you have insurance, contact your insurance, get that information, see how much it costs and go see them. Pursue the talk. Like there's apps and things that Guru was just talking about. But to both of your points, I'll add this. Call 211. That's the Florida helpline for information. Mm -hmm. They can send you information, resources. They can refer you to specific places that might help you if you have an income issue. Um, I also used to work at Grace Point, and uh, that's the Tampa Crisis Facility here uh, where we are. But I worked at a facility where we had outpatient services and things like that. That that company is a nonprofit, and they I don't, I'm not going to say like they partner or whatever they do to get those services covered and taken care of. And then if your income is really just that low and you're on Medicaid or something like that, just pursue the help based on your situation mm-hmm. and just understand that there are options out there. Yeah. Uh, Claude, you were going to tell us a little bit about your coping mechanism. So, yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I don't go to therapy, I, I, not because I don't want to go to therapy, not because I, it's, it's nothing personally against it. It's just it's not it's not in my, my wheelhouse just yet. It's something definitely that I'm planning to do. Um, but I do speak, spend a lot of time talking about my experience and and, I, and I'll not to get too deeply in it but I like I said I had an, I had I grew up in an abusive household when one of the parents had a drug abuse problem and and fortunately my mother and I both went through that together and we we survived it it was it, we we came out on the other end uh not physically damaged and the damage is, is purely psychological and us being able to, to have those conversations honestly the hour long tear jerking conversations it's us talking about the thing that we went through you know that's how I cope with it, um, it it's it, it, and I, and I have had therapy in the past before too. I when I was younger, uh, I did have a, I did see a child psychologist when I was a little bit younger to, uh, and had anger management because I had anger issues. Um, so I know some of the t- techniques too. But at present day, uh, I think it, it is at least a starter uh, when it comes to d- d- dealing with mental health overall. And we could talk specifically about anxiety here in a minute. But overall, it's important to have a, a sounding board of some sort, someone that you can talk to that's going to either be able to understand or help you uh, help you kind of figure out why you feel the way you feel or kind of talk through and have some realizations about things. Because a lot of times we don't really realize why we feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point of therapy. And, and, and Guru, I didn't know about the, the talk, the talk, the talk sense, I think is what you said. Talk well, space. Talk space. Mm-hmm. I think those outlets are, again, are not necessarily traditional therapy, but again, it's, it's a way for you to talk it out. And that's what I do. I talk it out with my mom. We talk about it. Just recounting the situation at, from, from inception to the end and how you got out of it and, and how it's affecting you today is, has been very helpful for me. And there's also exercise and uh, meditation, yoga, those things that, that I've not, I'm starting to do. That is always a good thing as well. Yeah, I also forgot to add too. Excuse me, um, that I also meditate every day. Meditation is great. When I wake up, I meditate. I meditate when I wake up. I meditate going to work, during work, after work, when I get home. All all day I'm meditating, and people think meditating is, you know, you sit down in Indian style with your index and your middle finger together with your thumb. And you, no, you can meditate anywhere. You can go, you know, take a leak. 
uh, not being funny and meditate. You can go like my therapist tells me, you know, leave the room, go somewhere, and clear your brain, mm-hmm. and it can happen very fast. Go for a drive, something. something like that, yeah, I, I love to drive, even though I do it for a living. I, I something's on my mind, I, and I was even doing this before I decided to go to therapy. I would go on a drive and just go down to Bayshore and just ride until I, I feel good and come back home and my mind is clear. So guys out there, black men, men, period, there's a way you can um, get to the place you want to be mentally, clear out your brain, clear out your heart, and it might not cost you a dime. And you just, just sit there. Like for me, I'll share this. Um, like, when I, when I feel like my mind is cluttered and there's 100 things in there, I just, you know, like I said, I'm meditating. And water, like the sound of water and rain helps me calm. So, like, sometimes I even do this before I go to sleep or wake up. I put on, um, um, like, uh, I type in YouTube rainforest music. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, so. All these are great tips. Um Super dope tips, actually. It gets you something to listen to, something to focus your mind, center yourself, balance yourself, separate yourself from the stress, whatever it is that's triggering you um, and your anxieties. It, it, you kind of want to remove yourself from it. And uh, shouts to both of y'all for um, for sharing sharing what both of you do. Uh, me, I just I told you at the beginning what my experience is. I guess as the household leader, it is something that I try to keep a stress-free organized home for the two people I live with that are dealing with their own versions of, you know, you got teen anxiety and female anxiety, but uh, it's my job to kind of keep that in order to keep the bills paid, keep the jobs rocking, you know, uh, keep my son focused in school and teach him coping mechanisms. So as he approaches adulthood, he, he can slide straight into adulthood with tools to help him, you know, you wouldn't want somebody in a situation where they have to learn it later when they can learn it now. So that's kind of my experience with those coping mechanisms. But even for myself, I think we talked about it on our pod, Claude, uh, how we uh, clear our mind, how we stay mental, oh, yeah. you know, mentally safe and mentally health, healthy. Uh, playing video games for me, just yes. kind of letting the day go. You know, I work hard and then I unwind. Well, I watch sports and I talk to the homies and even doing this potting thing as well. Yeah, too. I think when you think about anxiety, and then we can throw some men's stuff in here too, but anxiety overall is kind of one of those things where you're thinking about the worst case scenario constantly or right. or, or or even in, in this particular situation, the particular thing that comes up, you bring up bills. Okay, what if I don't pay this bill right away? What happens if this bill, you know, it does affect my credit and it's my credit score, I'm never going to be able to get a new house or all these different mm-hmm. things. So when you're thinking about anxiety, it's literally having that worst case scenario all the time. And what I love Learn in trying to kind of handle the chaos of being a man and handle the chaos of being a father and a husband is is this situation this right now this thing that's starting to trigger me is am I, am I gonna think about this in five years am I gonna think about this on my deathbed is this something that I'm gonna really gonna affect my life in a negative way honestly you know if I have that actual thought pattern it you can kind of come have have that realization that why am I being anxious. You know, why mm-hmm. is this bothering me? Why is this something that I'm worrying about right now? Because I can try to go through every scenario, but that's a fool's game. You know, that's a fool's game because you cannot, you can literally not piece out every scenario to try to fix or, or have a solution for something because that, that itself is kind of, you're spinning on, a, I call it the holding pattern. Mm-hmm. You're spinning on a wheel and it's hard for you to land. And what did I say before? You're on that, you're on that holding pattern and you can go to land and you end up crashing. 
you know so it's kind of like you have to think about well is this situation something that's really affecting me in a way that if i think about it is am i even going to have this thought pattern in five years from now is this something that's even going to affect me in five years you know so that's that's just kind of what, what i think about anxiety for me personally you know talking about coping mechanisms and how to kind of work through because then because we can do all the things to prevent anxiety but it does come up you know it's not something that goes oh, yeah. it, 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 it's, that, a, it's an ongoing thing you know what i'm saying it, it's it's almost like a drug addiction if you really think about it. it you never am not a drug addict you just learn how to cope with it and you learn how to mm-hmm. how to deal with uh the cravings and things of that nature so anxiety you know it's always going to be something that's inside of you but if you learn how to first identify the things that trigger you and then if you just have if you cannot prevent them if the meditation didn't happen maybe you didn't have time to meditate that day or you couldn't exercise or whatever it is and you're going to in a triggered moment it's kind of realizing like what in the hell is this going to be something that's going to affect me on my deathbed in five years five minutes from now i'm even going to be worried about this so let me let's let's kind of try to wrap this up because uh i believe he has a certain length that he wants us to keep it okay to. Yeah. so let's keep our, our next couple answers tight but real quick i want to talk about the stigma of this whole thing because we're open and we're free and we're talking about it we're comfortable where where we are but it's a big thing in, especially in men, you know, that bravado, that, that I guess you call machismo, that whatever it is. That no, black men, black men, black community. You don't want to <laughs> act like, you know, that you got issues or mm-hmm. let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that guru. I'll mm-hmm. throw it to you because you use the words. I wear my therapy as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. So talk about breaking down that stigma and, and, and that whole thing. Um, Well, like I said, it's a, you know, um, stigma in the black community specifically where it's like wow like i'm not crazy i don't want to take medicine i'm like bro for me for instance i'm still a ladies man that i've always been i'm still a cool guy that i've always been the the ambitious guy that i always been i i just look at therapy going to therapy or meditating as just keeping my blade sharp mentally so i can be equipped to deal with everything people don't understand um you have to be prepared to deal with success is the same way you deal with failure. It's all still, you got to play both games the same way. So it, it's nothing wrong with um, going to therapy and seeking help. Cause once you rectify the problem, you feel better. And then you got to, it's it could um, be a better you. Yes. And I feel like in this short time, since May 10th, my first therapy session, it's been a month and some change. I feel great. So that short time, like, I feel like, wow, like, I should have been doing this. So, guys, like I said, to wrap my answer up, I feel like you'll be, you're robbing yourself and the others around you from the best you. And, Claude, I want to throw to you uh, okay. as a parent and a spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that stigma of seeking help for your mental health or at least acknowledging your anxieties to your family is, well, is there something there well I, I i am a little bit fortunate because like i said my partner does also suffer more so than i do with issues with anxiety and she is in therapy she has gone through the medication part of it not now but she's kind of going through the will kind of sort of becoming an export an expert at it and she her therapist is fantastic i don't remember her name or else i would shout her out too uh, and it's almost like she's become my therapist too my, my spouse and we kind of work through things together um uh, but as far as the stigmas people seem to have this uh ideal that your children come first 
okay, yes, that's true. Always take care of your children. It's our duty as parents to take care of children. But if you're not mentally sharp, as Guru put before, if you're not healthy and mentally sharp, how, what good are you for your children? You know, what what stigmas are you? Pa- excuse me, what not stigmas, but what p- bad habits as, as far as your mental health issues that. triggers are you mm-hmm. passing along to your children? So you have to first identify it in yourself and then take care of yourself. And then, you know, it's only going to make you a better parent. So the stigmas are always there because parents, you're supposed to be superheroes, right? To your children, you're supposed to be able to take care of them no matter what. But that's it. There you go. (laughs) I appreciate that. I'm going to make this final point and we're going to get out of here. Um, From the point of view of just being a man in general, because we talked about uh, wearing it as a badge of honor. We talked about family and a man position in that. And I'll just say this. uh, Better health says that um, one in eight men will have depression at some point in their lives and one in five will deal with anxiety at some point in their life. And this conversation goes to the homies, to your coworkers, the, the other people in the organizations that you deal with, businesses that y'all might run together and things like that. Uh, let's bust down. Let's have conversations like these. And shout out to Keith uh, for allowing us to get this conversation out there for the men. But be there for your people. Try to be aware of what the signs and symptoms are. If you know someone's overly stressed, check on your homies. Do wellness checks. Y'all talk, group chats, or whatever needs to be done. And if you know somebody's going through a specific situation, definitely pay Circle the wagons and pay a little bit more attention to them and let anybody you know who's dealing with this thing, because anxiety is tricky, man. It's it's a it's it's wildly just random and it's a battle. Like Claude said, you're never not someone who deals with anxiety. You just know how to cope better. And sometimes it gets away from you. Uh, so if we bust down the stigma, maybe your homies can go to each other. Us as men can support each other. Fathers, husbands, brothers and you know, everything else that we mentors, even uh, everything else that we do. So take all these tips that we talked about here. Men have anxiety and there's nothing wrong with it. And I think I'll end it there and I'll get final thoughts from y'all and we'll get out of here and shout yourself out after your final thought. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. You 100 uh, percent men just you know, take care of yourself. You know, 100 percent. The stigma is on us, but it is also up, uh, up to us to take care of ourselves and the people whose lives we're in. I am CP34. Find me at CP34SVM on IG. Hey, man. Um, best thing I can say, fellas, is, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but fix the issue. Do it for not only for yourself, but for your family, friends, and your loved ones. And you can find me at uh, Shit Division Media. And I am Mike Lake. Keith, again, thank you. Anxiety, about anxiety. We talk about being men, dealing with anxiety or coping with anxiety. Thank y'all for having us. Catch us at Shift Division Media. I at I am Mike Lake on IG, and we out.